Hello there, and welcome to the Paranormal Puffin, a potent puffin sideshow. And I'm your host, Jake Thomas, and sitting here beside me is Kita, the Elkhound. Now it's been a few months since I've had a new episode of Paranormal Puffin, and I'm excited to be back at it. And this this month's episode kind of comes a little close because I get my inspiration from talking with one of my co-workers here. So, one of my co-workers, we don't work with each other often because we're on different shifts, but occasionally with shift coverage, we get to work together and we always have these discussions about the paranormal and different folklore and cryptids and things of that nature and it's always uh, makes those shifts go by pretty fast because we we get on these little talks and it's always fun and one thing we always do is we always share with each other you know strange experiences that we have with each other like a few weeks ago I had this incident with my light where the light fixture just fell but the retaining screws were still all the way in like I had to compl- I had to undo the retaining screws to get the the fixture to go back in so I just thought it was weird because it's like it just fell without the retaining screws being moved and it was kind of a freaky thing but it's something I shared with him because I know we both enjoy those kinds of topics and we when we do this we always talk about things that we know about the topic things similar experiences with either ourselves or someone we know and sometimes if like we know like a local legend per se pertaining to the subject we'll tell it and he shared with me an interesting story the other day I don't remember the exactly how it went I'll have to ask him again to get the exact story but basically the gist of the story was he was at home and he was getting ready for bed and his wife was outside with their dogs and he heard this very distinct loud whistle. Like he thought there was someone in the room with him making this whistle but obviously there wasn't. He was alone. And when his wife came in she asked him if he had been whistling at her because she had heard it too. And thought it sounded like it was really close and like they didn't see anyone going by there's like no footprints like he walked up to the road and there's like no footprints around and like I said his wife was out with the dogs and their dogs are the type that would generally bark if something was around and they were quite they were completely unfazed by by these two whistles that they heard and so it's kind of unsettling though that there's these whistles but no don't source and so we kind of talked a little bit and as we talked I got to realize like you know there's a lot of superstitions and paranormal based on whistles a lot of folklore a lot of legends based on whistles and so I did a little bit of research if you would say into some of these and I'm going to talk a little bit here about those and you know I was in the Coast Guard and as a sailor 
I grew to be pretty superstitious, even more so than I already was. And one of the big superstitions was for sailors is I was always told you never whistle on the bridge. And some people will say you don't whistle on, on a ship at all. And the reasoning behind that is you will whistle up a storm. And the first time I heard about this, I experienced that it is definitely true. So the first time I heard about not whistling on the bridge was I was on watch one night. And I had this chief bosun's mate who was very old school. Really cool dude, like... He could do all the whole navigation by stars. Like, he didn't trust equipment. Like, he was very old school, and he was pre- he was really superstitious. He was he was pretty hard dude, but he was great guy. But anyways, it, we had this uh, break in who was uh, I was training to do the helm, and this kid started whistling. That chief kicked him off the bridge like he wasn't allowed to stay on watch because he started to whistle and I asked the chief you know after he went that kid got sent off the bridge I was like what's up with that and he told me he's like well you'll whistle up a storm and I was like huh okay whatever oh then I don't know about an hour later we got into a pretty good little storm didn't last all night but it was unexpected weather that we weren't anticipating and we got rocked around pretty good for a little while and another time one of the worst storms I can remember uh, in December of 2012 we uh, there was an oil rig that um, lost its power uh, there was an oil rig and it's tug lost power and we had to go and help with the situation but anyways again someone started whistling on the bridge and before that situation before we got word of that situation and as we were having to transit to this we got caught up in a horrible storm like it was like 50 knot winds and like 35 foot seas and we got to get pushed around pretty well up there in the Gulf of Alaska. But the storm kind of came after someone was whistling on the bridge. And so I just find that very strange. And I kind of like wonder like, well, why is that? Well, you know, some people say, well, that superstition probably got started because someone found whistling annoying and they didn't want someone annoying them And so they said, no whistling on the ship, and they made up a reason. But, there's another reason, too. And I think it's more accurate, because I've seen it. I've seen this. And they say that it's because when you do that, it's you're challenging the wind. And, well, you know, you challenge nature, and it's going to show you what it can do. But, something else I kind of learned, in just my little bit of light reading and internet searching is I learned about this thing transcendental whistling uh, came from Asia I guess the best transcendental whistlers were 
around in the third century. But essentially, it's like uh, I guess this can be used with like yoga, but it's a way of controlling your breath, usually like long, drawn, and like resonating, like whistling kind of sounds. And these people who practice this were able to summon animals, they could communicate with spirits, and they could even control the weather. There was one person who uh, I read about, he was trying to cross this river, and the ferry, uh, the ferry refused some service, and so he laid down a mat, and he started practicing this transcendental whistling, and the wind came and picked up his mat and carried him over the river. And I thought that was pretty interesting, but then it kind of makes me think, well, if they were doing this by whistling, and you think about how whistling's, you know, is challenging the wind. What if that's because, so, in a, like a subconscious way, when you're whistling on a ship, you're in a way doing this transcendental whistling, but you don't know it, and so you're not doing it properly, and so it's triggering this bad weather. I don't know. It seems like it could be a thought. But I don't know. And then the other big thing that I've always known about with whistling is I've always been told you don't whistle inside because it could summon evil spirits and invites them into the, the residence where you're at. And I've had a little bit of experience with this myself. And I'll tell you about this. So, a couple of years ago, uh, my mom and stepdad, they moved into a new house. And my wife and I went to go visit them. And it, they had only been in this house a couple months at this time. And we, we usually stay with them when we go to visit. And... The first night we're, yeah, I think it was like the first or second night we were there. Uh, my stepdad was whistling as he was walking through the house, and my wife repeatedly asked him to stop. And after about the third time, like she asked him to stop, he's like, "What's the big deal? I don't understand why you keep asking me to stop whistling inside the house." And so she told him, "She's like, you're going to invite evil spirits in here," and. He kind of joked it off and didn't think anything of it. Well, that night, uh, my wife and myself, my son, we're in our room and we're asleep. So my son still slept uh, with us in our bed at the time. And so he's in there. And I don't remember if he spilt his drink or if he wet the bed. But something happened and the bed got wet. And so we didn't want to uh, sleep in the bed with it being wet. So we went and slept in the, the living room on the couch for the evening. And well, that whole night, like, I wasn't able to go back to sleep. And like, I couldn't really, it was almost like a night, uh, the, the sleep paralysis almost. Kind of like, 
I could move, but I didn't, like, really want to. I was nervous to move. And, like, I'd look around, but, like, I just felt, like, this really, like, heavy presence. Like, I felt like something was, like, floating above me, but, like, I couldn't quite see it. But, like, I could really feel it. And it kept me, like, really nervous. And I didn't want to, like, get up or move around. And, like, I'd look over, and my son was sleeping. And so that was good. And I thought my wife was asleep. She looked like she was asleep to me. But then the next morning, she said the same thing to me. She was experiencing a pretty similar presence. Like, it didn't feel good. Like, whatever it was, it didn't seem friendly to us. But it was just strange because she said when she would look over at me, it looked like I was asleep. And so I thought that was just kind of weird that we had that experience. And it was after... You know, my stepdad was whistling in the house, and we told him not to do that. And so that's just kind of weird. And, like, ever since then, going around that house has been kind of kind of strange for me. But I got to thinking, you know, that's one of the common things is that, like, whistling can attract various things. And, like I already said, you know, to some, it summons evil spirits into the house if you're whistling indoors. But there's other like times and places that whistling can be attracting something unwanted. And a few of those are, you know, at night, um, it disturbs the peace and invites danger, which kind of goes along with whistling indoors. It's kind of similar. It invites something unwanted. And then... One that I found really interesting was in Mexico. There's this creature called the Lacusa. I'm not sure if I'm saying that entirely correct. So forgive me if I'm mispronouncing that and you know it. But the Lacusa is this witch who can turn into an owl. And at night, she'll whistle. And that's how you know she's there, because she'll whistle. And if you whistle back, then it alerts her that you you know she's there. And that's when she's going to take you away. And so, she's like this owl lady. She's like 15, she's like 7 foot tall with a wingspan of 15 foot. And she can pick up grown men. But, she was a witch who got exposed for witchcraft and the townspeople killed her and then she came back as this owl lady but it's just kind of cool I just find it very interesting because it's an interesting creature I want to learn a little more about it but the Lakuza is kind of interesting but she kind of does her thing through whistling like if you hear the whistle and you whistle back, she'll come. So, be careful if you're responding to a whistle. And in like some Middle Eastern cultures, uh, whistling can attract the jinn, which are kind of like genies, and they bring about misfortune. So, that's, you know, you don't want to invite those guys either. Uh, in Hawaii... Uh, some believe that whistling can bring about the night watchers 
it could also bring about the Mitahude, which are like these forest dwarves. But both of those are, you know, I had some hard time finding exactly why it's bad. But like the Night Watchers, I mean, you don't want to cross paths with them. But if you do, you know, try and show respect for them because they're just, they're just doing their thing and try to protect their, their ancient spirits. So just show those guys respect. But... Then you get to some of the Native Americans, and that's where some really interesting things come about in my mind. So, according to some Inuit legends, and I didn't know this one myself, but my wife, she did. And she kind of laughed when I told her about it, because she was like, you didn't know this? But, apparently, if you whistle, you're not supposed to whistle under the northern lights. So, apparently, if you whistle at the northern lights, the spirits of the lights will carry you away with them. So, if you don't want to get carried away with the the spirits, don't whistle at the northern lights. So, keep that in mind if you're ever around them. And then, the other one is... It kind of this this one kind of varies from region to region, but it's kind of prevalent in different indigenous people across America and Canada. But it's the stick people, or the stick Indians. So the stick Indians, they pretty much communicate by whistles. Um, some say they're forest spirits, and they can vary from being Bigfoot-like creatures to being dwarfs. And some say they're they're pretty human-like, but however you they get interpreted, they they aren't good. Like you don't want them around, and. Most tribes, like, they won't even acknowledge their actual name. I can think of a creature around here for the native Alutic people, and I'm not going to talk about what we what they're called because my wife would be very upset if I mentioned them at our house. That's kind of how off-topic these guys are, but... And I don't know, they, those guys that my wife is won't let me mention, they could be a variation of the Stick Indians. I'm not 100% sure. But that's kind of how they are. Like That's why they're called Stick Indians. They won't mention their... Like, the native people won't even mention their, their true names. But that's kind of what they... That's one way they communicate is by whistling. And... Some say that they do it to cause confusion amongst uh, their people they're around, or it could just be seeing who will whistle back and acknowledge them so that they can come after you. And, yeah. And so, but these stick people, they, 
the stick Indians, they have some unique powers, kind of, because some people say that they can cause paralysis, and they can hypnotize people, and they could they could even cause some people to go insane, which is just so you're seeing that they can do these things. You see why they're bad, and you don't want to get around them. So if you're, you know, alone at night, and you hear someone whistling at you, it might be a good idea not to whistle back, because it could be one of these stick Indians. And here's a, a kind of a cool thing about them that I kind of put together, but is that they communicate by whistling, and some say that they can't actually talk, but all they can do is mimic birds, and that's kind of why they whistle, it's because that's kind of how birds do, they chirp and whistle, but I find that interesting, because according to some, they're very Bigfoot-like creatures, and my friend who uh, had the whistling experience I was telling about earlier, he's always kind of told me that some people within the Bigfoot community believe that that's how big how different Bigfoots or Sasquatches communicate is by mimicking birds, and they some people know this because they'll be in an area and they'll hear a bird that doesn't exist there, and there'll be there'll be people who are out in known Bigfoot territory try to document Bigfoots and they hear these series of chirps of, from birds that aren't native to that area and shouldn't be in that area so they think that these Bigfoot maybe learned these bird sounds and migrated so I just find that pretty interesting and you know that there's that Bigfoot connection with these, all these stick Indians are they the same maybe maybe not because I don't think so because Bigfoots can can be malicious, but they're not always. But these stick stick Indians, they generally are malicious, and so I think they could be two similar things that might get confused. But I don't know for sure. And that's pretty much all I have for the whistling. So kind of neat little topic to listen to and think about and I would just suggest you know if you're alone at night and you don't want to attract anything unwanted don't whistle and don't whistle indoors or on a ship so yeah that's what I have for this week I hope you all enjoyed it and I hope to be getting back to monthly episodes of Paranormal Puffin and be sure to also check out the Potent Puffin podcast as well. And if you enjoyed, you know, give a like, leave a review, comment, whatever. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Potent Puffin. Uh, like my Facebook page if you want to. And yeah, I'll catch you all next time. And you know, take care, all. <laughs>